0: Hi everyone, my name is Trika Wheeler and I wanna welcome you to the Professional DNA Podcast. I am here as your career mindset strategist and the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a professional development and consulting company. I am so passionate about leveraging strategy to advance in anything you do in life. It's my passion and my mission to help you strategically navigate your professional journey and help you to discover your professional DNA, your defined natural ability to succeed. I am here to help you discover your unique value and to shift those mindsets and design a strategy to help you advance in your career, make more money, and do so all while achieving work-life harmony. That's right, your career, your professional life, and your personal life coexisting and working harmoniously together. It's time for you to win, and I'm here to help you cross the finish line. Grab that notebook, grab that pen, and let's jump in. Hey, hey, achievers. This is Tariqa Wheeler, your career mindset strategist, and I am super excited about today's episode. As always, this episode of the Professional DNA podcast is going to be amazing because I am joined by Nicholas Hutchinson. Nicholas is the founder of Book Thinkers, it's a company that's dedicated to spreading the power of personal development books. Nicholas is actually focused on developing insightful content and Interviewing the world's top nonfiction authors on his podcast "Book Thinkers: Life Changing Books," and he's going to talk about that today. As a digital nomad, which what's that? <laughs> Nicholas runs his business from a different country every month. <sighs> a different country every month, guys, and gives all of the credit to this lifestyle to some of the early books that he has read. You know, I was on a personal development journey about five years ago. And as I was really digging into self, it also impacted my career. And several of the personal development books that I read really helped me reframe my thinking and my approach to career advancement. And so that's why in this episode, we are talking the top books for career advancement, but also digging into personal development with my main man, Nick. So grab your notebook. You guys know what to do. We're going to take a quick pause and a break, and I'm going to come back, and you're going to hear a conversation that I had with the book thinker himself, Mr. Nick Hutchinson. Be right back. Well, we are here with Nick Hutchinson, and I am so excited to have you on. How are you, Nick? What's going on?
1: Tariq, I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me on the show. There's nowhere that I would rather be. I love conversations like this, so life is good.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, um, thank you so much for being on Professional DNA. I always ask all of my guests to tell us what their professional DNA is. What is their defined natural ability to succeed? But before we do that, let's jump in and tell people a little bit about who you are, your background, and where you even are right now, because you're a little bit of like this digital roaming nomad. And so I'd love for folks to know, you know, where you're actually joining Professional DNA from. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Nick.
1: Absolutely. So I'm 28 years young. I'm from the Boston, Massachusetts area originally, and I'm the founder of a company called BookThinkers. And BookThinkers you know, with this business, I like to share the positive power of personal development books. I believe these books can change people's lives. And so there are a few different areas of the business. I actually host a podcast as well called book thinkers, life-changing books, where I interview nonfiction and personal development authors.
0: Love it. And then we
1: have a number of large social communities. Our biggest is on Instagram. Yeah. We've got over a hundred thousand followers. And I just love sharing the books that I'm reading and working with authors to help promote their books. So that's a little bit about what I do. And then I am a digital nomad by choice. So my <laughs> girlfriend and I, we like to travel almost full time, at least over half the year and work from coffee shops in different countries. So today I'm calling from Panama City, Panama, which is in Central America. And it's, uh, it's beautiful. I'm escaping the cold weather in the Northeast. It's about 90 Fahrenheit down here in Panama and it's cold back up in Boston.
0: Oh my goodness. So super jealous. I'm in Virginia, so I definitely um, can relate to the cold, even though you guys get a little colder up there in Boston. That's a different type of cold, but Panama, that's amazing. That's awesome. And I love just kind of like being able to pick up those roots and, and go to different places. Where's been one of the most favorite places you've been within like 2021 to date? Where's, where's your favorite place so far?
1: Yeah. So last year we did three months in Medellin, Colombia, and that was beautiful. Like it's, it's so green. The city is full of greenery. It's really inexpensive Uh to spend pesos when you're earning in dollars. And so I know that we, we both share a little bit of a love for the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. So I love Earning in dollars, spending in pesos, compensating in rupees, that whole kind of lifestyle. And yeah, um, Colombia is amazing.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome. On my uh, travel to do list, it's on my 2022, 2023. Uh, vision board is that I want to go to Dubai. I've only flown through Dubai. I actually had an opportunity to travel to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia uh, a few years back and didn't get a chance to actually stop and spend time in Dubai. Um, But that's, that's on my list. So I love that you're traveling and love that you're kind of like experiencing all these different places that is on my vision board that I would love to just be away for like a week to two weeks and be in Dubai even if I'm working from there, but just want to take it all in. So I love that.
1: Yeah, it's on my list as well. I haven't been to dubai yet. Awesome.
0: Well, let me tell you, professional DNA for me is um, something that's near and dear to my heart, because I feel like I actually not even a feeling. I know that every single one of us has what we need inside of us to be our best, in our unique selves. And that's our professional DNA. Like just scientifically, like we know that we're all unique. We know that we have these little building blocks of DNA inside of us. And no one of us is the same. When I think about it from like, how we are successful, and especially as we start to talk about personal development and professional development, I am very passionate about teaching people how to discover and leverage their professional DNA, right? So I'd love to know from you, what makes you unique? What is that thing that you really feel like it's a part of your professional DNA? It's something that you naturally succeed at, you know, every single day. And you're able to leverage it as well for you to advance
1: and do the great things you're doing with book thinkers. It's a great question. And I have a great answer. So (laughs) I've done a lot of work defining my personal core values and the things that motivate me to succeed both professionally and personally. And my number one core value is progress. And so in terms of professional DNA, I think the right way to say that might be curiosity. I love making progress in my health, in my wealth, and in my happiness. And I love helping other people through impact make progress in their health, their wealth, and their happiness. And the vehicle to do that, and the vehicle that I used to do that originally was personal development books. And so I'm always curious, what are other people doing to succeed? And I just have that, that's my building block. I just have this innate curiosity to learn as much as I can about how to design a lifestyle that fulfills me, and then also provide the resources that other people can use, personal development books in this case, to make that same transition themselves. And I had a very definitive inflection point a few years ago when I was graduating Uh college. Uh Jeez, it was more than a few years ago now. (laughs) Where I went from, uh, both personally and professionally, I went from a place of ego and insecurity to a place of fulfillment, and a uh-huh. focus on impact. And yeah. that happened after reading a couple of good books. And I know that there's a book out there to solve almost any problem that we're facing. And I'm just, I'm curious. You know, that's my, that's part of my professional DNA.
0: Nick, oh my goodness. I love that. I love, love, love that because I think we lose the spirit of curiosity sometimes as adults. As children, we're super curious, right? Like I am a mom of three all of my kids are like super old. My youngest is 18, but when they were young, they were crazy curious. They 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 yearned to know what was going on, right? And I used to always actually correct people. People would say, oh my gosh, you know, kids are so nosy. Kids are curious because they have this desire to learn about the world that they are in, right? Think about when, you know, you first learn to walk or you play your first sport. Like you are just hungry to learn how, to to do it. And you start to get curious and explore other things. Okay, well, I tried it this way. What if I try it this way? And so I I love that that's a part of your professional DNA. I think many people who are avid readers, um, curiosity is a part of their makeup. It's a part of their, their core values as well. And then the other thing I love that you said was you talked about the P word of progress. And so many times people are striving for perfection and not striving for progress. And I love that That is at the core as well. And thinking about the progress that you're making personally or professionally um, and growing in that light and not necessarily striving for perfection, right? Operating in excellence, but not striving necessarily for perfection, but you know, you're making progress. So that's awesome. I love that. So I was reading about um, reading your bio and I was reading about book thinkers and I hear or I read that book thinkers was started in a college dorm room or lobby. Like, tell me about that.
1: Yeah, it was so a friend of mine we had both read thinking grow rich around the same time. And uh-huh. in that book, Napoleon Hill talks about the concept of a mastermind. Yes. And we were so fascinated by the idea that 1 plus 1 could equal 3, that if two people were in the same room focused on the same problem that this third mind could sort of be generated and uh-huh. the sum of the sum of the parts, you know, is greater. And we were meeting on a weekly basis in a college dorm room lobby that had some whiteboards. And each Uh week throughout the week, we would collect notes like what was frustrating us, what was annoying us. We wanted to enter an entrepreneurship competition. Uh And at the same time, as this was all happening, I was starting to read a lot of personal development books and share those books on my personal social media. Uh And I was transforming not only internally, but externally, everybody else could see that I was making this progress in my life. And so I was receiving a lot of repetitive questions about the books that I was reading. Uh-huh. And so throughout the week I was writing while I'm receiving a lot of, you know, it's a little minor inconvenience, but I, that's where entrepreneurship ideas come from. And so I wrote right. down to talk on my weekend meeting with my friend. like I'm getting a lot of repetitive questions. And so uh-huh. that's how book thinkers started. we, wanted to create a website where I could upload my book notes and book recommendations and stuff like that. This was before we had created any name for the business or social media, but Uh we were just two curious individuals working on problems, trying to come up with an idea for a business. Yeah. Yeah. It happened when I was at school and I can still picture that dorm lobby area and how it was set up and the whiteboards Uh and everything. I mean, it was, yeah, it was great.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool. The things that happen in college, right? I mean, I, I take myself back there for like five seconds. <laughs> and the think that um, while you were in college, and here's this like amazing, amazing, amazing company that you've started. and all really from your own kind of personal core values and beliefs, which I absolutely love. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, guys, the, from a dorm room to like the world's number one personal development book podcast. Like you have literally taken personal development and put it into practice and are literally growing exponentially clearly since 2016, you know, to now. So um kudos to you. And that's super, super excitement. What do you feel like you're your motivation has been? What do you feel like that keeps driving you, right? Cause I can imagine like you get started and you're going, but like, I've looked at some of the books that you reviewed and thinking about the time that it must take to actually go through and prepare for these interviews with these, you know, world renowned authors. What's been your motivation?
1: Yeah, It's impact. And what's funny about that is I was a little shy of that word impact and admitting that I cared so much about positively impacting other people because when I was in high school and early college, I struggled with that I I had some ego issues I focused a little bit more on myself than other people and so Uh when I first started to to really be fulfilled by making other people happy and fulfilled, so that Mm -hmm. was my impact. I was insecure because I, I thought people would point out, "Hey, that's that's not you. You weren't like that back in the day." Uh, uh-huh. But one of the greatest compliments is, "Hey, you've changed, and I've changed a lot. And right now, I'm really motivated by impact. I love helping other people connect to the right resources to make personal and professional change." Yeah. And so. Yeah, those interviews take a lot of prep. I, you know, To read the average book, prepare the questions, schedule the interview. I mean, you know, schedule yeah. the interview, host the conversation, edit it, distribute it. You're right. not doing it for yourself. You know, you're right. doing it for people.
0: Yeah, no, you're so right. Impact is the word. Like that's, I think anything that we're doing, I think we're, we're put on this planet to, to make an impact, right? And we have absolute control on, are we making a positive impact? Are we making a negative impact? Are we impacting the lives of, you know, I'm impacting our own lives, impacting the lives of others, you know, whatever it may be, but impact is the key word because we were all put here to make an impact of some kind. And so I, I love that that's your motivation and that's what's driving you um, to, to do so. I I have a really big, I don't know, heart, if you will, for like social cause. Um, for many, many years, I used to work um, with a nonprofit that, I uh, did a lot of corporate and social responsibility work and they were doing a lot of cause work with Fortune 400 and 500 companies. And what was probably my most favorite part of that is seeing companies that truly, truly were trying to make impact, that they could be spending resources on you know, product development and just so many things, but some of their largest line items in their budget was around the impact that they were going to make in communities. And I feel like it's not just at the the corporation level with, you know, millions and billions of dollars. It also comes down and trickles down to the individual level where we have to, you know, think about how are we spending our time? How are we spending our resources? How are we spending our energy to make positive impact? So I I absolutely love that.
1: Yeah, I agree on every front. And There's no better feeling for me than when somebody sends a message to book thinkers with a specific problem and they say, do Uh you know any books that can help me solve this? And I make a book recommendation and most times people don't come back, but when they do and they say, hey, I read this book and it changed my life, Uh that's the type of impact I'm looking to have. And speaking of social responsibility, I've read a couple of books recently Uh with calls to action to create more of a charitable component for the business. And so by the end of April, I've said publicly that BookThinkers is gonna start donating a portion of its monthly revenue to a social cause related to reading and education. So I'm totally motivated by impact in every way, shape, and form. And if you can think instead about, like there was a book I just read called Good Money Revolution and the author said, instead of thinking about how much money you can make, think Uh about how much money you can give And that will motivate you to make more. And so that's a good change.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff, Nick. I love that. Because you're, first of all, just like you said, one of the things you said before was like when people see you and they're like, you've changed. And it's like, yes, thank you. I'm glad, right? (laughs) Thank you for, (laughs) for telling me that. But two, knowing that you've changed, but you've changed in a way where you are looking to make an even greater impact is, is just even more exciting and fulfilling, I'm sure, to know that, you know, it's not just about you. It's not just about the company Bookthinkers, but it's about the impact and the legacy, if you will, that is left behind, right? And the things that you're able to impact um, with book thinkers and the work that you're doing. That's so awesome. So, okay, I am a career mindset strategist. And I work primarily with um, professionals, high-team professionals, um, women, working parents, those who are and honestly just looking to get to another level in their career, but they have these kind of perceived barriers and challenges to do so. And one of the things that I work with my clients on is understanding the importance of learning understanding the importance of um, self-educating. And so I know that even just a part of your your core values around book thinkers has to do with self-educating. Can you talk about the importance of self-educating and investing in yourself, but through reading and and why that's so important to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I said a little bit earlier that I think there's a book out there to solve almost every problem that human beings face. Mm -hmm. And career development is certainly one of them. You know, there have been billions of people that have lived before us. And although we think our human experience is unique, most likely other people have faced the same problems that we're facing from Uh a career development perspective and Uh they've succeeded. And then a number of those people have written about those subjects. And so for $20 or $25, we can purchase a copy of that book and solve the problem that we have in our lives. And I think that's amazing. When you talk about a self-education return on investment, a $25 investment can remove a thorn that's been in your side causing you pain for years. Yeah. $25 and a couple hours of reading instead of watching Netflix or whatever the case may be. (laughs) So that's why I think self-education and books have so much power. Uh I've seen ROI come in so many different forms for so many different people, but in my own life, I'm, I'm healthier, I'm wealthier, and I'm happier as a result of the time that I've invested in these books. And so I would encourage anybody out there To take a pause take an inventory audit their lives see what problems they can address and spend some time reading books and self-education is is important too because it helps you realize that we're all limitless it helps us remove self-limiting beliefs and step into an identity where we're more confident and we know that there are resources to solve these problems life doesn't have to be so hard and stagnant and so yeah i'm also motivated by other people's progress i think biographies and autobiographies are such an amazing genre because we can gain personal confidence Uh uh realizing that other people have dealt with these problems successfully. And there's one last thing that I'll say on this subject, which is that personal experience is a great teacher, but other people's experiences can be even better teachers because then we don't have to experience the pain by ourselves. So those are the reasons I'm, I'm a big advocate of self-education.
0: I, Nick, so I am, I talk about firm believer. I'm a firm believer that we go through things and we experience things in life so that others don't have to, Mm
1: -hmm. and that
0: we, we are able to kind of almost serve as like, this billboard, if you will, um, or like a how-to manual or, you know, kind of guide for folks that, well, you don't actually have to go through this because I've been able to navigate a way through or I've found a a framework or a book that's going to be able to, you know, help you. I've seen, I've I've used it. It's helped me. Let me now recommend that to you. Um, So I, I love the this you know, idea, like you say, you know, there's almost a book out there for just about any and everything. And if we're willing to self-educate, if we're willing to kind of take that big jump out and find the tool, go after the resource, you can really self-educate your, yourself to almost anything. I mean, I can think of so many things that just like skill sets and stuff, even that I have that have been self-taught. Like, and but self-taught because I read a book, right? Or I, I took a course, but I did it and wanted to go through that. Um, because I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn and I wanted to get to another level. So I, I absolutely, absolutely love it. So before we get to um, some of your top book recommendations and on your website, and I love this, it's my favorite one. We've got seven that are listed, but it's my favorite one. And number seven on your list for um, around, you know, recommendations for personal and professional growth. Number seven for core values. Before we go there, you said, that it's have fun and enjoy yourself. And I don't think that that has, you know, I'll be honest, now that I know that you're like this digital nomad, I can clearly see (laughs) that you like to have fun and enjoy yourself. But tell me why you feel like that's so important that we have that element of fun, you know, in our lives.
1: I think there are two main reasons. And the first is that sometimes self-education is not looked at as a fun experience. We go through this traditional education system growing up that teaches us that we have to read what the teacher professor teaches or tells us to read. And sometimes that's not always so fun. I mean, there aren't that many people that think traditional schooling is fun, but personal development can be taken at your own pace and you can have fun with it. For me, I really encourage people to read in, in a group setting. I think when you can create a little accountability group and you can interact with your friends and it can be lighthearted and fun, I think that's have fun and self-education can be fun. And then I think the other reason that that's one of our core values is that, and this might get a little dark at first, but hear me out. We only have a finite amount of time on this planet and we don't need to live from ages 21 until 65, Uh being in debt to a company that we don't really love and just sacrifice that time. We can have fun at the same time. The internet has created so many opportunities for anybody to work in a position that fulfills them and that they can have fun doing. And so we talked about the digital nomad thing. I love life as a digital nomad because it is a lot of fun. I get to go on all these fun excursions and I get to experience different uh, countries and cultures and cuisines And so I would encourage anybody to do the same. I I definitely had some limited beliefs around what was possible in terms of lifestyle until I read The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, and he taught me that I could escape the nine to five and live like the new rich. And Tim defines the new rich as people that focus on time and mobility instead of material wealth. And so anyway... I could go on about fun forever. I I love <laughs> the subject. I think we all need to have fun and that education can also be fun.
0: Absolutely. You know, some of my, I think, best professors in college and definitely um, teachers that I can remember from even as far back as elementary, middle school, they had a way of making learning fun. Right, it was something that was apt, like you yearned to go to that class. You did you you didn't want to miss it, right? I have I can probably count on one hand the number of professors that like I was like this I didn't want to miss it, but there was a reason, and it was because I had fun in their class. Some of my toughest classes were super fun, right? And it's it's all about um, I think perspective, but also about how things are presented. And authors have such a way with words. Words are so powerful, and some of the, the authors that you have um, interviewed and we're gonna get into that cause I'd love to know like, you know what are some of your most memorable interviews but it's just, they they take such care with the way that they utilize words to not only educate us, but to inspire us and to motivate us. And when I think about, you know, professional development, personal development, career advancement, you want that book that's going to pull you in and draw you in and inspire you, but also educate you at the same time. It can't just all be um, a motivational speech. There has to be some some valuable knowledge there and strategies and tactics that you can then pull and go apply. And that's really what I think a good, book does. And you do such an amazing job making books discoverable. Like that's really what I love about book thinkers is that, you know, people could go to a library or to their local Barnes and Nobles or bookstore and spend hours and not get through every book, but you make it accessible and discoverable. And I think that is so incredibly valuable for individuals that, Hey guys, my achievers, that's who I call my professional DNA audience. If you are needing that support to kind of start to wade through all the books and 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 discover some great reads book thinkers is where it's at nick has you covered has (laughs) you covered um to really just kind of dig in because books can be so amazing. They can be so powerful. And again, not just from an inspirational space or not even just like, like, um, you know, for fun, like there's a ton of of books that I love to read that are like fiction and or nonfiction and things like that. that But the ones that I love to read the most are the ones that are going to help me grow. I've got a couple of books just here by me. So I want to share one that um, I read towards the end of the year that really has helped my, I think, personal development and professional development. And it's this one here. So I yes so professional troublemaker. I absolutely love this book. Um, it's the Fear Fighter Manual. It's by Levia Shea Jones, and it really helps you dig into not being fearful to just go after it all. And that sometimes um, it's it's a, you gotta acknowledge your fear, but once you acknowledge it, like you can still operate in it, and so and operate in it in a way that's really gonna help you. Um, you know, get past this kind of challenges that you have. And I marked a little um, little page here because I absolutely love this, this quote from this book I wanted to share with you. And it says, permission is one thing, execution is another. And that once you know, <laughs> and I love this, once you know that you gotta get doper and better, now comes the part where the ground you stand on will be shaken up. When folks talk about growing pains, they mean it literally. And so she goes on and another piece that she says that I love, she says, this is also why change often happens by force and not by choice. And in this part of her book, she's talking about this fear of change and that a lot of times it, it does happen by force. We, we don't always get to control the change that's happening, which sometimes just freaks us out and we're so scared. And it's not by choice, but it's how you operate in that change, right? Which is really going to get you through Um, And I've experienced so much change probably in the last, gosh, I think we all have with the pandemic, but I definitely have within my career over the past kind of five years or so. And that was so true for me. There was a lot of changes. I just felt like I had absolutely no control over and it was happening, right? Like it was change is inevitable and it's going to happen. And there were some changes I didn't like, but it was how I responded versus reacted to that change. And this is one of the books that, um, kind of help me help me get through some of that so yeah, I, I, that. I yeah so I was one of them um so I'd love to I love to hear some of your picks what are what are some of like your favorite um or most memorable moments of authors that you've interviewed on your podcast who have been some of your fave I know you love them all and I've seen some of your your kind of top five uh top ten listed there and some of your team members list as well but what are some of your most memorable um episodes where you've interviewed some authors and there have really been books that have impacted you?
1: Yeah, there are so many. We've done uh, we've done about 80 interviews, 80 author interviews wow. so far. Wow. And I have a lot of favorites. Um, early on, uh, Bob Berg, who wrote The Go-Giver, that's oh. one of my top five favorite books. It teaches yeah the reciprocal relationship between giving and receiving, and it's actually a business fable. So it's a fiction mm-hmm. book, but it teaches nonfiction principles and Bob uh-huh. Berg. Uh, he's just such a good guy. And it was one of, it was one of the first books that I ever read. And so to interview him was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Robert green who wrote the 48 laws of power. He sticks out. That was a really interesting podcast because that book is very powerful. And, What's interesting about that book is he said, you know, it's not always an offensive book. You don't have to use the power in the book. You can use it to defend yourself. It could be a defensive Uh book. And so you can become aware of when other people are trying to take advantage of you. And I thought that was a really cool interview.
0: Uh
1: I'm a big fan of stoic philosophy. So interviewing Uh the author Ryan Holiday was really cool. He's written books like Ego is the Enemy, Obstacle is the Way, The Daily Stoic and some other books like that. Ooh, so very cool. That was a lot of fun. Very yeah. Cool. And, uh, you know, I, I could go on and on and on about a million different authors. But uh...
0: <laughs> Well, I, one other one that I'll, I'll share with you, and it's 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 probably, no, the cover is not a stranger to anyone, right if they know the book or not, um, by Gay Hendricks, The Big Leap. And, uh, I, you know, you see the picture all the time, right? Um, and folks use it in, in tons of different ways. But I really liked this book because um, it was another one that kind of helped you conquer your hidden fears and just go big. It's like one of those books is like go big, go home type of thing. And it really made you um, jump in and think about life differently. And um, one of the things that Hendrix said in the book, it says, you know, here's a new way when the big stuff comes up, ask your partner if he or he is willing to join you as an equal partner on a learning journey. And just talking to you today and, and I've been prepping for this, I was like, that's to me, learning journey is what learning journey is what sticks out to me around that. And you don't always have to do it alone. And that's I think book clubs are amazing, right? I think whether if it's you and your your uh, siblings or your partner or what have you, but a book club with like multiple, like you talk about, like minds and masterminds coming together, is so amazing. And so I like I feel like like book thinkers is like someone's own kind of like virtual book club, if you will, <laughs> if they don't have one. But did you ever did you do book clubs in college at all, even before you started Book Thinkers?
1: No, I didn't. I wish I did. I was actually not a big reader prior yeah. to Book Thinkers. So really, I went from I went from reading very little. I mean, as a kid, I read a little bit more, but in high school and college, I had more of the anti-reading jock stereotype, but then uh-huh. I was introduced to a couple of good books and I became a total book nerd. And now for the last <laughs> eight years, or whatever, eight years, I've been a total bookworm book nerd. So
0: uh-huh.
1: yeah, but wow. In terms of book clubs and accountability, I highly recommend them. We've had some book thinkers, book clubs in the past. I've been a part of a lot of smaller book clubs with friends and family. And I, I there's nothing better than reading with your friends. They say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And if you're reading yes. books with those people, then they naturally elevate with you, which is really fun. You rise together.
0: Yeah, I, guys, I hope you just like, Nick said it so quickly, but Say that one more time because it's a, it's, it is a, I think, a a known fact that doesn't get enough credit that you are like really, really close in replicating the five people. Can you say that again? Like what that, that, that kind of notion is around who you are around?
1: Sure. So I think the original quote comes from Jim Rohn and he said Mm -hmm. that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. That's powerful. And that's. It is powerful because sometimes you don't realize um, what sorts of impacts the people around you are having, positive and negative. Uh-huh. And so once you're aware of that and you start to pay attention to it a little bit more, you know, they say if if you're around five millionaires, guess what? You're going to be the sixth millionaire. But you're if you're around five people who are lazy and not really putting the work into learning, well, guess what? You'll subtly become less motivated over time to learn and you'll end uh-huh. up being them as well. So really choose the people that you're spending the most time with and and encourage them to do the things that are helping you like share it openly. I mean, sometimes it gets a little uncomfortable, but personal development can be a lonely space if you don't vocalize it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I say that's so powerful because a lot of times I talk to my clients about networking and your circle of influence and who you're spending time with, who are you allowing to pour into you, to speak into you, Who are you around that is kind of um, dripping slowly into your subconscious mind? Because our subconscious mind really controls so much of what we're doing. It's that little voice of influence, it's that little voice that influences our behaviors, our actions, and our ultimate thoughts. And also, it's that little space back there where those limiting things, that limited thinking is that turns into the limiting belief about yourself. And so, I, I, I think sometimes we take it for granted for what we listen to, like what we consume. Um, whether if it's you know individuals, it's what we listen to as far as music, TV, um and again, who we are around that absolutely can begin to shape um, who we are becoming. and that's something that I just don't think gets a lot of attention. you know we we want to read a book or we may watch you know a webinar or a training, but then we forget about this other piece over here. It's like, why is my life not changing? Why are things not advancing so rapidly as i I was hoping that they would. you know, I've gone to the trainings, I've read the books, but who are you around? What does that environment look like that you're you're in? It's difficult to advance in your career or advance in life if you're around others who are not like-minded or who at least are not having that kind of same, I don't know, energy level, if you will, who are trying to advance as well, right? If they're trying to stay still and you're trying to advance, it's, it, and you're around that many people who are not trying to go anywhere else except for where they are right now in their career. It's going to be difficult for you to do this. To do this. So, yeah, I love that. I'm so glad that you brought that up. And yes, it was Mr. Rome who I love, um, who um, who coined that phrase, and I really appreciate you you talking about it. So, all right, let's dig into some top books for career advancement. Can you think of maybe like your top three or so that you know if you're looking to level up. You're looking to take your career to a whole different level and start to advance, who would you recommend? What's some books that you would give um, our professional DNA audience, uh, a couple of tips to, to check out?
1: I have endless recommendations as <laughs> always. I, the first book that I would recommend is Built to Serve by author Evan Carmichael. And that book helps you to identify and articulate your purpose. So if you don't know what your purpose is and you don't know how to fulfill yourself, then you're not going to be able to advance as quickly as you can. And so I would recommend that book. It's full of a lot of reflection up front. The author really challenges you to dig deep, go back in time, and connect the dots uh, between different things that fulfill you. And eventually you come up with a framework to articulate your purpose. Once you can articulate your purpose to other people, they're more likely to work with you it's
0: yeah, sort of, uh, yeah, that's the of
1: a feather, right? They recognize each other. And so you become easier to work with and then you can st- sort of start to elevate yourself in your career more efficiently. Uh-huh. Another great book for career advancement and development is, let's see, I have so many recommendations. We'll go with The Compound Effect by Darren oh, Hart. And that book teaches that small steps in the right direction over a long period of time will lead to disproportionately positive outcomes. So just like the book that you just showed, The Big Leap, I think it's, it's the compounding of small little actions over a long period of time that lead you to this fantastic place. Uh-huh. And so, you know, there's that common metaphor. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? How do right. you advance in your career? One small little change at a time, every single day, repeating those actions until you end up in the right place. Yeah. And it's slow at first. I think patience is really important and undervalued sometimes in the hustle culture. Uh-huh. You need to lay the framework, the foundation. You need to get your professional DNA under control and articulate it. Yeah. And then working to make that little bit of progress on a daily basis.
0: Absolutely. And
1: the last uh, book that I'll recommend is Captivate by Vanessa Van Edwards. And that's the science of succeeding with people. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do, you do interact with other people on a daily basis. And so, finding out how to communicate with other people more effectively is incredibly important. And that book is really, really, really amazing. Uh-huh. And speaking of my favorite podcast interviews, that's one of them. That book helped me to realize that we all have specific strengths and weaknesses. We don't have to play every position on the court. We play just what we're at, right? And so that book will help you determine what areas of your career you should pursue and how to double down and communicate with other people more effectively to make it happen.
0: Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love those books. And so I, there are two of them I hadn't heard of the compound effect and captivate. And so I definitely am going to check those out uh, for sure. Cause I, I love the um, just the description. And, and let me just tell you like, Nick, you're phenomenal that you literally sum up books in like two and three sentences. And <laughs> it's just like, it's like, can you tell me what this book is about? And if I should read it, like <laughs> It is, And you do it with just such like grace and elegance. And it's like, really, I just want to like go and like press a button and you tell me what this book is about very quickly. I, I'd make it through Barnes and Nobles like that if I had you with me. You can just tell me all the
1: things. I, I have a library of hundreds and hundreds of them in my head.
0: <laughs> I bet, I bet. Well, what's next for book thinkers? What, what do you got going on? What's next?
1: Oh, it's such a great question. Uh, so many fun things. We just launched a Discord community, which is really interesting. It's a new application. Well, it's not a new application, but it's a new application for me. And Uh instead of the traditional social media dynamic of top down, so me running the community and managing the recommendations, Discord is more of a horizontal playing field where everybody has a voice and Uh everybody can communicate and interact with each other. So I think, like I said earlier, sometimes... Personal development can be a lonely place, especially if you're the most motivated person in your friend group and you don't have a lot of other people around you. And social media can help solve that problem. You can develop a relationship with me individually, but it's hard to meet people in the comments section of any major social application. So that's why we just launched this Discord platform. It's brand new. And so if you want to come meet some other like-minded readers, I would highly recommend you come check that out. And I'll continue to do podcasts. So okay. Book Thinkers is moving to some more in-person podcasting. I've Ooh. done some great in-person podcasts in the in the past with authors like Grant Cardone and Patrick That David, but uh-huh. and Hal Elrod and other people like that. But I'm I'm going to exclusively do them in person starting soon. Awesome. and yeah, do some more interviews and and we'll see. I I'm going to put out a book a little bit later this year, which I'm really to do yeah. Very
0: cool. You have to review your own book. That's got me. I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like C plus, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. I'll tell you what. I way way underestimated how difficult it is Uh to write a book. To write a book the right way. To write it yourself. Um, (laughs) it's a tough project. I've I've been at it for about a year now.
0: Wow. Well, I I know it's going to be amazing. You're incredibly thoughtful and um. And careful with clearly careful with your words, um, careful with what things you support, and careful about the type of impact that you make on people. And um, as you talked about curiosity being a part of your professional DNA, I think meticulousness and being careful is also part of your professional DNA because you care about people and you care about the impact that you make um, on people. And I know that your book is going to be amazing because you're gonna, it's, it's not going to make it to the press without the special care of Nick. It's not, so I know that that's the case. I know that's the case. Well, how can, so you talked about the new um, uh, app Discord and, but the, it's a, is it just the Book Thinkers community? Tell us a little bit about ways that we can stay connected. So how do they get involved in your uh, community on Discord? And then what other ways can folks stay connected with you?
1: Sure. So the best place to find me is on Instagram at Book Thinkers, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's where I am every day. That's where the most book recommendations are. And then in the link in our bio, you can find a link to the Discord community as well as our podcast and all of our other resources. We're on every major social, but we're really on Instagram. That's where mm-hmm. most of my attention goes. And so yeah. Please, anybody that's listening today, if you have a specific problem that you're facing and you'd like a book recommendation from me, just send me a DM. I answer every single one of them at least once a week. And so, yeah, that's the best place to find me.
0: I'm a testament to that. I know sometimes guys, you know, we see these big numbers of followings on accounts and you're like, oh, they're not going to, they're not going to respond to me, but I am a testament to say, because (laughs) I reached out to Nick on instagram that's exactly how we got connected before we even started to talk about him coming on to professional dna and i was like oh, it's gonna take him weeks to get back to me it was like that it was like within a day or so i was like oh my gosh, that's amazing um so I, I i'm telling you shoot your shot and send him a note if you if you have an issue you have a challenge you have a barrier a problem that you're you're really struggling with from a personal development perspective from a professional development and career advancement perspective check Nick out, check out book thinkers and let him know your challenge and see if he's got a recommendation for you. Actually, let's see, cause I know he will, I know he's going to have something great. And he's given us a lot of great ones right now, um, which I'll be sure to put in the show notes so that everyone has them. So before I let you go, Nick, any lasting thoughts or words that you want to leave with um, our professional DNA audience?
1: Yeah. I'll just say that the right book at the right time can change your life. It's happened to me and it's happened for thousands and thousands of other people in my community alone that have told me the same thing. So if you're not a reader, I would highly encourage you to invest the time to become a reader and to start identifying as a reader. I am a reader. I'm a book nerd. It's a a fun (laughs) personality to have.
0: I love it. The right book at the right time can change your life. What you say like that. That's it. Like that's amazing. Like it's like like mic drop. Like that's, that's it. Well, Nick, I so appreciate you um, coming on with us and spending time with us while you are you know roaming away in the beautiful, beautiful uh, areas of Panama. Um, So we hope that you enjoy your time and just thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for, thank you for the space that you're creating to really help those who are, you know, challenged with not just personal development and professional development, but just challenged with entering into the space of reading that can be so daunting for many if they've not read before. And I think the space that you've created, again, it's, helping people discover reading and discover it in a very fun way, Um, helping them see where the benefits can be, but again, in a very fun way. Um, And I love it. I absolutely love it. So I appreciate you. I thank you for coming on and sharing with me today. Guys, you know how I feel about you. You have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. And what is that? That is your professional DNA. Have a great week, everyone.